Welcome to episode 29. Do you drink too much coffee? Two, three, four, five a day? And is it habit or an excuse for a break? Or do you genuinely need that much caffeine to keep yourself functional at work? Today, I'm going to share with you the five energy-boosting drinks that are not coffee so you can diversify your dietary intake of natural stimulants. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? We're back here for another week and another wonderful half an hour together where I get to whisper sweet nothings about health right into the winged orifices on the side of your head. (laughs) Now, before I get too far into talking about alternative stimulants to coffee, I want to first talk about coffee and clear up that I am not demonizing coffee by talking about other options. But I will, however, chuck in this kind of throwaway comment that is, people love good news about their bad habits. That's right. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. (laughs) You know, coffee, television, alcohol, your mother-in-law, heroin. (laughs) You know what I mean, the usual stuff. (laughs) So, when it comes to having coffee, many people enter into that space of having too much of a good thing. And so, when the latest blog article comes out from Tom, Dick and Harry loves coffee.com that says it's good for, you know, virtually everything, springs up leprechauns from the ground, fixes your financial issues and prevents cancer, (laughs) then coffee addicts are going to believe it, you know, or they're going to use it to defend their own behaviors or justify their own addictions. So, hence the whole term, people love good news about their bad habits. Um, The negative side effects of too much coffee just quickly include brain damage, blood pressure issues, heart palpitations, uh, weight loss information is a bit misleading or confusing as increasing insulin after consumption is not favorable for fat loss. It is, however, beneficial for fat loss if you're in more of a ketogenic state or you're in ketosis. So, that's pretty mixed messaging there. Most people get that wrong. But there are negative side effects to too much coffee and most of the Western world, at least, I should say, I should say definitely in Melbourne and most of the places I've been in the Western world, coffee pretty much runs life. But in addition with those negative side effects of coffee specifically, it is also usually consumed in addition with cow's milk. Okay, most people put cow's milk in their coffee and I'm of the notion that most people should avoid regular consumption of dairy for a plethora of reasons. The main one being that 99.99% of dairy that you have accessible to you is not organic, it's not grass-fed, it's not pasture-raised and you're consuming just a horde of shit whenever you consume dairy. There are many other reasons such as, you know, when you add milk, you're often adding a lot of sugar, there's the hormones that are in the coffee, there's all the stuff that a baby cow needs to grow that you're adding to your coffee and these aren't beneficial for human consumption. I'll definitely do a podcast on that at some point but most of the time when I refer to milk, I'm referring to non-animal milks like almond milk or coconut but don't worry because I'll let you know in the cases that it happens to be otherwise. Anyway, these are just some of the reasons you might need to look at other stimulants so that your coffee consumption moves into a more moderate intake than where it sits right now. All right, here we've got five of the best stimulants that are not coffee and not Red Bull, by the way, (laughs) not energy drinks. These are obviously things that grow in the ground. All right, we're going to start with number one, chicory root. Have you ever heard of that? 
Most people haven't, okay? So chicory root. While this won't specifically give you an energy boost, chicory root is often used to make a coffee-like beverage since when it, when you roast it, when you cook it, uh, it gives off a similar aroma and flavor. So when people use chicory root, it's it's a very similar experience physically because when they you know taste it on their taste buds and their tongue and it goes into their stomach, it feels very similar. And many people report increases of energy despite the fact that it doesn't have have caffeine and my hypothesis in this scenario is that it's actually a placebo effect because it tastes like coffee it smells like coffee it's very reminiscent of coffee it's not exactly the same but it's highly reminiscent so i would suggest that many people that consume this or substitute their coffee with chicory root are placeboing their energy which is awesome there's nothing wrong with placeboing well a lot of people when things happen often say oh it's probably just placebo who cares it's still happening. You're still getting the result. In fact, who cares? I should change that comment to I care because if you're able to get that effect from placebo, then it's likely a very, very healthy alternative to get the desired outcome. Okay. So, as for it being a good replacement for coffee, uh, it's got a bunch of other health benefits. Okay. So, it helps reduce stress and anxiety um, and it has a sedative property. It helps with losing weight due to the compound called inulin, not insulin. Inulin being plentiful in chicory root, which communicates to our brain that we are full. Uh, it helps fight candida overgrowth, a massive problem in the Western world due to high carb and high sugar diets. Reduces bloodstream insulin levels, thus being a benefit to both pre and current diabetics. And it is a great fiber source. And if you're a label reader at the supermarket, you're the person that's in the way of everybody else with your trolley because you're reading the labels, which I hope all of you are, hope all of my listeners are, <laughs> um, then you might recognize chicory root because it regularly appears on the ingredients list of fiber-added foods because it's super beneficial in the digestive process. So, number one, chicory root. We're going to go to number two now, which is... This is a classic. This is a classic. This is a... Everybody will know this one. Green tea. Okay, green tea is used for all sorts of good shit. Um, it's still caffeinated, okay? So, green tea has caffeine, but it's a fair bit less than coffee. And the good thing about that is that it does not give you the jitters which come from consuming too much coffee and uh, and therefore because your body isn't so instantly overstimulated, it is much easier to focus on the task at hand because it is a lower caffeine intake so you can have more of them more often. Though you can still have too much caffeine so don't go overboard with the green tea either. <laughs> um, green tea also has some added benefits which you might be happy to hear. Okay, so promoting weight loss and lowering cholesterol or regulating blood glucose levels and and reducing the risk of cancer. It's got a heap of benefits. Green tea is super powerful liquid and it is used during long-term fasting periods as well, okay, because it's got such a great nutritional value when people consume either bone broth or different types of tea. Green tea is often one of the teas that they consume during a water fast, even though that technically breaks the fast, but conversation for another day. Um... Now, the thing with green tea is it's amazing. It's amazing. Green tea is so good. But green tea is the little brother to the true green leafy stimulant drink, okay? And that is number three on the list, matcha, okay? Matcha latte or a matcha tea. I'm getting right into matcha lattes actually with almond milk, of course, and a touch of honey. Why a touch of honey? Because matcha is really bitter by itself and has a really... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It has a really harsh, bitter aftertaste when it's by itself, when it's just in hot water. Um, it's made a little bit better using almond milk, of course. Um, and sometimes I get almond milk, sometimes I don't. But 
adding a teaspoon of honey makes it much more palatable. And I would suggest weaning yourself off that honey addition as well. Okay. Cause then it's obviously going to be healthier. You're adding less sugar in. Honey's got a ton of benefits, antiviral, antimicrobial. But in this case, we're trying to create the ultimate drink, health drink for stimulation. So. If you can wean yourself off the honey or lower the amount that you put in, even better. So matcha, why is matcha the big brother to green tea? Well, you see, green tea drinkers around the world every single day throw away countless valuable antioxidants and minerals by getting rid of the physical leaves. Water can only extract a fraction of the goods that green tea has on offer and thus the majority remain trapped in the tea leaves that you throw away in the bag or whatever you use to um, strain your tea and thus it remains unused. How much are we talking though? Like how much gets thrown away? Well, here's a ballpark figure for you. Matcha has up to 137 times the antioxidants of green tea, which is like mind-blowing, right? It's a huge number, okay? You can have matcha in food, you can have it in a smoothie, you can have it as a tea, you can have it as a latte. Um, and actually at my work, they have bars, matcha bars at the cafe, although, you know, they're not... Uh they're not healthy bars, but the matcha in them is healthy. <laughs> um, they're one of those health products that you know people buy and think they're having a healthy alternative, but still loaded with sugar. Anyway, um, so because matcha is straight stone ground tea, tea leaves, like you get the whole tea, you just grind it, you just grind the tea leaves is the correct way to do it, or you add a tiny bit of boiling hot water, or actually no, don't don't do use boiling hot water because you'll burn the teas. You want hot water, but you want a tiny drop and. Go to ground them up so that it turns into a bit of a sludge. But because you get all of that, you get all the crushed up leaves, you get every part, the whole lot goes in, it provides you with just way more benefits than the green tea has, okay? So it provides you with green teas, more powerful arsenal of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and amino acids in a way no other green tea can. In fact, to even begin to match the potency found in a single serving of matcha, you would need to drink at least 10 cups of brewed green tea. This is exactly why matcha is the big brother of green tea, okay? So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. 
Um, and another important thing about matcha is that it's also rich in L-theanine. Okay, L-theanine. It's a rare amino acid that actually promotes a state of relaxation and well-being by acting upon the brain's functioning. While stress can induce beta brain waves, and I'll do another podcast another day on different brain waves, but whilst uh, while stress can induce beta brain waves, uh, like gives you sort of an excited or agitated or irritated state to be in, L-theanine creates alpha waves. And what they do is they lead to a state of more relaxed alertness. Relaxed alertness. How good does that sound? Who doesn't want to be in that place? Okay, who doesn't want to have relaxed alertness? Sounds like the ideal functioning state, which is exactly why I'm trying to get matcha into my regular sort of routine. Um, Keeping in mind, I absolutely hate coffee, so I don't have any stimulant beverage or food in my daily consumption. But I do consume a lot of foods, I guess, that, that do help with alertness. And, and by the way, if you're buying it outside of a cafe, ceremonial grade is the highest quality matcha powder that's best for tea drinking. So obviously a big fan of matcha, right? <laughs> All right, the next one, we've got chai. Number four, chai, chai, chai. When made correctly, it can be quite a nice latte or tea. I haven't had the tea, but I've had it as a nice spiced latte. Um, and the same logic goes as the green tea and matcha scenario. Using the whole thing over the tea version will give you much more benefits and nutrients. Um, and as seems to be the case with the most beneficial spice cocktails, in my opinion, like chai, the chai combo, it comes from India and it includes things like cardamom, cinnamon, ginger, allspice, cloves and nutmeg, all ground into a powder and a few other spices depending whom is throwing the mix together. It's, you know, everybody's got their own version, just like anything that anybody bakes. And as you probably already know from listening to this show, a lot of those spices that I just listed are on their own super powerful. But we're talking coffee replacements. So let's first talk about the energy boosting benefits that you get from chai. Now, most chais in stores and cafes have the base ingredient of their chai as black tea, meaning it comes with caffeine, but of course, less than a coffee. And as with the others in the list, there are some additional benefits, primarily due to the massive amounts of immune-boosting nutrients, flavonoids, phytochemicals in the spices of the chai mixture. So what does it do? It reduces cancer risk, okay? If consumed regularly, cardamom, cinnamon, and ginger may prevent cancer cell proliferation, okay? There's, remember, there's been lots of studies done on cancer cells and ginger. There was one particular one that gets noted most commonly, and that is that ginger was compared to a chemotherapy drug and was found 10,000 times more effective at killing cancer cells. So having ginger in your life in any capacity is super beneficial. Chai also helps prevent colds, okay? Ginger particularly, again, the gut-boosting properties in ginger help with our body's immune defense system, okay, which most of our immune defense system lies in our gut. So that's why ginger's useful there. It relieves PMS. So for those ladies that experience PMS, chai spices such as cinnamon and again, ginger have been shown to balance hormones and alleviate pain associated with premenstrual syndrome. Um, what else? We got it boosts metabolism. Everybody wants to boost their metabolism. Why does it do this? Because it stimulates digestive and pancreatic enzymes, which facilitate in nutrient food and nutrient breakdown. And it also uh, helps with or can help prevent diabetes because the chai spices, if consumed correctly, 
might assist in regulating blood sugar levels according to some research. This is super important for long term, okay? So it'll it's beneficial on long term consumption in the aid of helping prevent type 2 diabetes. In the short term, it can offer some help in the offset of sugar cravings and furthermore can offset a range of dietary toxins, okay? But that's not a free pass just because it does this in the short term, you know, you've got to actually remove the toxin or the food or the craving from your diet and lifestyle to get the benefits. Um, And the last one on my list here is that it prevents, or reduces rather, it reduces bloating. All the spices contained in chai enhance the activities of stomach and intestinal digestive components. So, number four, we we have chai with the MVP of chai being ginger. <laughs> um, and in addition, some of the chai blends contain also contain some other spices that help, and that's like black peppercorns and coriander and star anise. And just like some of the other chai spices, they contain powerful botanical elements, including antioxidants, anti-inflammatory properties, and antibacterial microorganisms. So there we have it, chai, another great coffee stimulant alternative. So number five, we've got peppermint tea. Peppermint anything just feels refreshing, right? At least in my opinion, it does. And I guess most people are most familiar with peppermint chocolate, okay? When it just, you know, puts this nice breeze down your throat. It just feels great. But um, for this reason, it's probably not surprising that studies show that ingesting it may be useful for boosting exercise performance and increasing brain oxygen concentration. It is caffeine-free, but studies have shown that it decreases daytime sleepiness, improves concentration, and reduces fatigue during mentally challenging tasks, which sounds pretty useful to me. So the whole reason we're drinking it, which is for that energy boost, is very different to coffee. It is more of a mental alertness, increased awareness type of boost in energy, facilitated by the increased brain oxygen. In my opinion, that's the better type of energy boost that you want. And a side note is that it's also the reason that yoga and deep breathing exercises contribute to increased energy. It is that increased brain oxygen carbon dioxide capacity that facilitates this mental alertness. Some of the research also shows that peppermint essential oil also had a similarly energizing effect. So it it doesn't hugely matter which form it comes in by the looks of the research, but peppermint tea is really good for energy stimulation. But don't expect the same physical experience as coffee. As with all of the others, there's some great benefits to peppermint tea as well, which is awesome, okay? So studies have shown that the added benefits of peppermint tea include decreased muscle pain, improved muscle relaxation, reduced fatigue, as we mentioned, improved carb metabolism after 10 days of regular consumption. Uh, It aids digestion, as many of the things in this list, and it relieves headaches and clogged sinuses. So it might be good when you're feeling a bit sick sick and shitty in winter like we've begun here in melbourne we've begun winter so there's some great benefits to all the things on this list as well as peppermint tea as well and these are the five big big ones that i would suggest and recommend for people to incorporate into their day or to substitute with coffee there's lots of benefits there's huge benefits okay and just as a little freebie i've got a freebie for you i'm going to add three things i'm not going to go into any detail but i'm going to mention three things I'm going to mention three things that you can add to any of these drinks, depending on how it tastes for you, or you can use in different ways uh, to increase this mental alertness, to increase this energy boost, okay? So, I've got three. Number one, MCT oil. Number two, lion's mane mushrooms. Number three, cordyceps. Cordyceps are a type of mushroom as well. 
These are all energy-boosting foods, okay, that you want to introduce to your diet. And MCT oil is really popular when adding to coffee or adding to any type of warm beverage. I actually add lion's mane mushroom to my, my morning yogurt coconut yogurt, not dairy, <laughs> um, so that I'm getting lion's mane mushroom as in at about 11 or 12 in the day, earlier in the day. Um, and cordyceps, I don't use those, but they are another mushroom type that help with energy production. Now, obviously, the biological experience you have, how it feels in your body, will vary between each of these. So, don't smash some lion's mane expecting the same buzz as a double shot macchiato from Starbucks. <laughs> it's going to be different. These, for the most part, are a different type of stimulant and and you might need to do some dancing back and forth to actively reduce your coffee intake. So, to wrap up, my top five picks for coffee alternatives are chicory root, which is a coffee experience without the caffeine, green tea, great healthy caffeine hit, matcha, an energy-boosting and nutritional powerhouse, four, chai, a powerful immune booster, and peppermint tea, the brain booster. All right, that's pretty much it for today's episode. As always, thanks so much for jumping on. If you or anyone you know could benefit from this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with them. And better still, share it with them through your Instagram story. And please tag me at Maddie Lansdowne and hit me up so that I know who's listening. I can share it. I can give you a shout out and we can grow this podcast organically. Doing it through word of mouth is the most powerful thing. And these days, the best word of mouth is through your expression on your social media page. So please give me a tag, give it a share, uh, give it a like, give it a also five-star rating would be an absolute wonderful thing for you to do because it helps the podcast go up the ranks in iTunes and also just chuck in a few sentences of review to let us know what you thought. Um, Of course, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places, soon to be YouTube in a couple of months. Um, Anyway, guys, thanks so much for jumping on and we will talk very soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much. And I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavor to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.